0: Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Unqualified Opinion Podcast. Um, My name is Vivek and I'll be hosting this podcast. So let me just tell you a little bit about uh, why I'm starting this podcast. Um, Mainly my podcast is for the Indian MMA fans. I'm not sure how many of us are out there, but uh, I see enough people on Twitter and uh, I I feel that you know we just don't really have anywhere to share opinions or just talk about it or maybe just get together and watch fights so this is my main uh, reason for starting this podcast and uh, mainly I want to discuss MMA related stuff uh, maybe some boxing related stuff if it's interesting enough and uh, some fitness related stuff and uh, post this podcast I'll put in my Twitter handle so anybody can reach me out and uh, let's let's get on and one more thing is that uh, I will also discuss some betting related sports betting related things here mainly again MMA related but uh, if something else is interesting enough if I come across good odds online I'll definitely post it and uh, let's 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 see how this goes so let's start with ufc 214 i'm just checking the fights i actually saw the fights much later hmm. <laughs> let's start with i didn't see the i didn't see the undercard it's like it's too early you guys know how it is it's too early in india i think it starts at like 3 a.m 4 a.m 5 a.m i'm not sure and the main card starts at 8 or 9 a.m i'm i'm really not sure it's just too early um to see all the prelims so we'll just skip that and uh, we'll get on to the main card so let's start with volkan ozdemir and uh, jimmy manoa good god dude what the fuck do you say about volkan um he was really good against uh, misha sarkunov that's the only fight i saw but i i actually thought that was more about cirkunov fucking up and you know chasing him with his head out that's that's what i recall uh, misha showed really poor technique and really just a lot of carelessness in chasing him and he got caught clean so uh, you know a guy like uh, volkon again he showed against jimmy manoa that he's packing dynamite in those hands so the Sercuna fight, I think was more about uh, Sircuna fucking up, but Jesus, what can you say about volkan I mean, he did great. Nobody expected him to win against uh, Jimmy Manoa. Uh, and I didn't, certainly, I actually placed a bet against him, so I bet on Jimmy Manoa. Let me just look into this. So I bet one and a half units on Jimmy Manoa. For uh, and the odds I got were plus one point five zero, so basically uh, one and a half uh, units uh, for odds of plus one point five zero on uh, Jimmy Manoa. Again, I'm I'm a little I'm sorry that uh, I'm not really sure about how to uh, talk about betting terminology. What the uh, what the you know, uh, official or the well known lingo is. I'm sure I'll pick it up uh, once we go ahead. So, 1.5 units was my stake for plus 1.5 on Jimmy Manoa as the favorite, and I lost that. And uh, obviously, so I don't think anybody expected the fight to end this early. I mean, what was it, 28 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds? yeah so that was too early Um, but even when I saw the fight I could see that Jimmy Manoa was a little bit relaxed in the uh, in the clinch uh, that's uh, yeah that was odd but against a guy like uh, Ozdemir that was a bad mistake but what can you say he did great Um, actually looked sensational I would say not great. Um, nobody expected him, and uh, nobody expected him to win against Jimmy Manoa, and he took Manoa uh, out as clean a win as you can get. Uh, what's next for him? Uh, I. It's too soon to put him against Jones, and I. I just don't want to see him against Gus uh, Gustafson. It's just not a good fight. Um... You're, one part is that you are taking away the storyline of Gus against uh, Jones. And the other part is, what if he loses to Gus? That's another contender gone. Uh, so, my I've, I've been thinking about this. I don't want to put him against DC as well. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Plus, I prefer a loser versus loser fight for DC. Uh, so, I think Volkan would be good against Glover. So even if he loses to Glover, it's, it will be kind of a good stepping stone for him. Kind of he'll know to, uh, you know, step up his training and kind of it'll expose any gaps in his game. If I'm sure there are some gaps in his game. So and Glover as a crafty veteran would probably exploit them. Uh, so it's it's actually a good fight for him as a learning experience as well as a stepping stone and if he win, wins against clover that's that's a damn good win that means he's probably ready for a title shot so throw him against clover let's see how he does and uh, yeah and uh, yeah so let's let's move on to the next fight good god so we got So the next fight is cowboy versus robbie lawler what can you what can you say about robbie lawler that already hasn't been said and what can you say about cowboy that already hasn't been said great fight i really wish it was a five rounder though i really really wish it was a five rounder this should have been five rounds this could have easily headlined uh this could have headlined a pay-per-view i guess or a fight night or a ufc on fox this is a good car this is a good fight uh, obviously robbie went to war as soon as the bell rang and uh, i think that's the right way for him to go i mean even if you remember the uh the woodley fight he was very hesitant uh, he was very hesitant he was i think he was a little too cautious but well you have to be against uh, woodley but still i think he was too cautious against woodley so he started off great um he pushed the pay- he went to war he absolutely went to war i think the first minute first minute and a half and uh, uh Cerrone came back well, um, Robbie took the second round off, and third round again he was on. Um, my, my problem with this fight was so Robbie Lawler still managed to get tagged, right? Against uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. What happens again when he goes uh, to fight Woodley? Um, It took one punch last time from Woodley to kind of lay him out and what happens then? So I think Robbie Lawler needs to be a little more crafty against a guy like uh, Woodley the next time around and uh, for Cowboy, um, again Robbie exploited his, uh, uh, his weak middle section so again kicks to the body kicks uh, to the stomach you could see that uh, i think this was the third round when uh, robbie peppered him with kicks that uh, cowboy doesn't have a good poker face so you could tell cowboy kind of was hurting from those kicks obviously was hurting from those kicks cowboy was kind of uh, i wouldn't say he didn't want to be there he didn't want those cakes that's what i would say so yeah that's uh my concern about uh, again the fight was insane i really wish it was a five-rounder i don't know why they didn't do it this should have been a headliner and uh, this should have been a five-rounder the fight that i don't mind them doing is uh robbie Lawler versus donald Cerrone part two and make this a five-rounder there's I don't want to see Robbie against Tyron Woodley so soon and uh, I don't know, I don't want to see Donald Cerrone against uh, against Tyre 2 opposition. Let's just say in, in terms of marketability, Tyre 2 opposition. Let's put, the, put these guys against each other, let's make it a 5 round fight and let's see what happens. I, I would really like to see that. So I'm not a really technical guy. Um, So that's what I want to address. Uh, I'm not really a technical guy. There are much better technical podcasts out there. So probably you're going to see, uh, you know, Jack Slack is out there. Um, There are so many other better technical podcasts. Firaz Avi is there. He he does breakdowns all the time, obviously. Um, So um, I'm not really a technical guy. Um, I do plan to start some kind of training pretty soon. We know there's uh, there's pretty limited options here. I just don't want to head to any neighborhood gym and uh, you know say let's do kickboxing. You know that that kind of sucks. Uh, let's uh, let's see. I'll pick up some classes or some lessons somewhere. I've I've actually messaged. Uh, there's an institute out of uh, Delhi who runs uh, who who seem to run a pretty legit. Jiu-Jitsu operation bjj operation so i've written to them i've not heard back but if anybody is interested in taking group lessons just drop me a message on my uh, my twitter and let's try to you know uh, set something up maybe we can have them set up a camp in bombay or something like that let's let's try to do that so again mine is more narrative uh uh you know building narratives around the sport and uh, opinion related rather than technicality related. There are better guys out there, go listen to them. So now onto the next fight. This is uh, this is the belt fights, so the championship fights. So let's start like Avenger versus Cyborg. Um, so just one thing I want to get out of the way is that I'm pretty conflicted about uh, having a cyborg around i mean she's pretty awesome everybody that's uh, that's the universal understanding she's an awesome fighter to have she's uh, she's probably the best woman's fighter around but uh, her drug use her uh, steroid abuse is something that has bothered me for quite a while it's pretty obvious it's pretty fucking obvious even if you see a Megan Anderson uh, who's a natural 145 she doesn't look anything like cyborg cyborg's head is huge huge Um, there are veins flopping out of her fucking head Um, I'm pretty conflicted I like having her around but at the same time do I really blame, uh, blame Durandami for not wanting to fight her? I don't know. I It's pretty conflicting. This is someone who's known to have abused steroids before. This is someone who's known to have uh, basically cheated before. And I guess I would feel a little unsafe if I was a fighter as well. And uh, of course... Uh, the benefits of steroids are known to last way after you finish your cycling and way after you finished using them. So it's basically a permanent, uh, you know, a permanent upgrade that you have in your body. So that's that's something that's pretty conflicting to me. But um, and uh, I think it's uh, that to say that uh, she's passing the Usara tests. It's kind of like a mood point when you already abuse. And when you already uh, kind of uh, taken in the benefits of this uh, of this substance which you actually aren't supposed to do in the first place so I'm pretty conflicted on that and and if she has a hard time finding fights this is one of the reasons why she's having a hard time finding fights am I right Um, why why would you go in there with someone who who's put something in their body that you can't put or you don't want to put and uh, this something is going to give you permanent damage why would you want to go in the cage with someone so that's pretty uh uh, conflicting for me but let's get that out of the way now and uh, she's an awesome fighter obviously she's uh, uh she's a great technician and she showed that in the fight let's let's start talking about it so uh Avenger, I mean, yeah, they, it looked like they took her out from the street, as in they, she was walking by the stadium and Sean Shelby just went like, uh, hey, do you want to fight? We'll give you a free lunch, after, we'll give you a free dinner after this. And that's exactly what the fuck she looked like. No jokes. They got her off the street and into the cage compared to cyborg she didn't look athletic at all and in the whole fight i think i saw her throw one combination no jokes one combination i mean cyborg is a sheer physical specimen for all the above mentioned reasons And if you throw in someone like Avenger that makes Avenger look bad so I didn't think that Avenger came out with a story that oh she has a great heart Um, she lasted like what two and a half three rounds I thought Avenger came off looking like a layman and I know Avenger's history I haven't seen her fight but I do know her history so this I don't know maybe this according to me this fight shouldn't have happened um yes it's a great story yes uh, you need to put cyborg in somewhere but uh, this this is a fight that actually shouldn't have happened having said that um of course cyborg was uh non-stop i mean she was on it she was on the button she was uh, patient and focused she she was uh, she was absolutely perfect um the knees to end the fight were beautiful beautiful i don't think uh avenger had anything left and this fight just made her look bad so having said that I I just want to talk about my bets for this fight so I bet half a unit on uh, Tonya Avenger to win as an underdog so that will be about uh, minus eight those were the odds I got so I bet uh, half a unit on Tonya Avenger obviously i lost that and uh, another bet that i uh, i was listening to john annick and kenny florian's podcast and uh, they make uh, frequent they are uh, big sports gamblers um or i would say they're sports gambling enthusiasts and uh, so this is a pick that i heard on that and this was um, cyborg uh, versus Tonya Avenger to go over 1.5 rounds. So and the odds were 3.5. So so I bet 2 units on that and uh, I won that bet. So the odds were basically minus uh, 3.5 and uh, and that's the bet that I won. Um, hopefully going ahead I get better with the terminology and uh, better with the narration of bets all right so going ahead for um uh avenger i think she can go back to invicta go back to being invicta champion or she can uh, be at ufc in the 135 division maybe give her Kohea, batch Kohea. that's a good name um that's a good um kind of uh, you know a setup fight give her that i think that's a good fight and for uh, cyborg i think she has two options home or zingano these are the best fights for her um and these are very marketable fights i mean zingano is still very uh, still quite marketable and she is pretty physical so i think she can give uh, justine uh, cyborg some problems in that she will not get cowed down and uh, home i mean we all know super technical super focused um even she can give cyborg some problems that uh, you know that uh, cyborg will have some difficulty solving so these two fights i think make sense but i think i would like to see zingano first and then take her to home because these are two awesome fights that we can uh, you know see Cyborg in instead of uh, you know first giving her home and kind of taking off the uh, taking the you know the money fight off the table basically so give her Zingano kind of uh, I think this warms up the audience as well it gives Zingano a good uh, a good payday and I think it will be a great fight actually I, I want to see that fight first and then I want to see home alright to the next fight um, Tyron Woodley versus Damien Maia um, the narrative for Damien Maya's career has been pretty amazing I mean this is a guy who was submitting everyone everyone Sunin uh, Sonnen um, and uh, I think one of the things for uh, Maya is that he he's now been in two bad title fights. So we'll we'll talk about that. But uh, the one thing that everybody kind of misses is that I think both the title fights were on short notice because the first time around when he fought uh, Anderson, that was supposed to be Vitor Belfort versus Anderson, and uh, Vitor got injured. I think. And Vitor got injured he had hand surgery and uh, that's when uh, Maya stepped in so this was I think maybe a month or two before the fight I'm if I'm not mistaken or not even too much I'm not sure this was a long time back but this was so that was a short notice fight for uh, Maya which again happened to Maya this was a, a short notice fight I think it was about four weeks and uh the last week is basically just media and op- media obligations and so uh, so that's basically three weeks and that's that's what he got to prepare uh so i think a lot of i heard a lot of podcasts which said that it's a two-way street of course it's a two-way street but um, the fight as i saw it i'll i'll get to the uh, the the specific points in a bit but uh, uh i actually saw maya engaging a lot more so maya was actually not terrified of woodley's power um as he actually should have been but he wasn't um he was actually going after woodley um he was he was going in for shots he was going in for takedowns uh he, sorry he was going in for strikes he was going in for takedowns so i i think Non-engagement is not a a charge to throw on uh, Damien Maya, but um, I think the charge to throw on him would be like he's underprepared. And obviously, for three, he got three weeks, so yes, he was underprepared. Um, one of the th- other things about Maya is I'm not sure why he's undersold by the UFC. So uh, I mean he needs to be sold as some kind of jiu-jitsu magician like he's doing things that nobody else is doing so i think in the in the main uh, narrative of the ufc starting from ufc one there are only two or three main guys that i can name who are pure jujitsu jitsu technicians i mean there have been a lot but there haven't been anybody as uh, prolific and as as kind of I, I don't want to say mythical but as uh, uh, you know as uh, well regarded uh, as Hoyt's Gracie and uh, that's it Damien Maya who else is a jiu-jitsu wizard that you can name I mean we we, we got a couple of jiu-jitsu guys I mean wasn't Ricardo Almeida uh, uh, Enzo Gracie black belt but I mean nobody's talking about him roger gracie fought once and nobody's talking about him um who else who else is is there so why isn't he being sold as a jujitsu wizard as this as this mysterious jujitsu guy he's doing things that nobody else is doing um i think he's quite under marketed i think there's something that can be done with him and that's that's just not being done and uh, i will actually take that and say uh, the same thing about tyron woodley i'm uh, i'm not sure why tyron woodley is not being seen with lebron or not being seen with the rock i mean uh, i saw the rock's instagram and uh, he uh, or not his instagram or maybe john jones uh, jones instagram and he's with the rock and he's with he's seen with mcgregor he's seen with uh, okay mcgregor is another thing He's seen with maybe LeBron, but why is Tyron Woodley not being seen with these guys? Why isn't the UFC setting up that uh, that uh, you know that meeting or setting up that photo shoot or? I feel that there's a lack of marketing around uh, Woodley as a champion, and maybe that's a function of the UFC just uh, wanting to fun uh, to. Uh, market UFC and not their champions. I think that's something that obviously needs to be fixed because Woodley is pretty fucking devastating when he's on. This wasn't one of those fights but he's pretty fucking devastating when he's on. So I remember his fight with uh, Josh Koscheck. Good god, good god that was terrible. So why even his the first fight with Uh, Wonderboy was insane good god that is actually one of my favorite fights to watch so that was actually one of my favorite fights to watch so why is he being undersold I I don't get it why isn't he being seen with Lebron why isn't he being seen with Steph Curry Um, with 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 the superstars with the uh, with the big sportsmen so that's something that I think that can be fixed. So on to the fight. Um, I thought uh, obviously uh, Maya was underprepared, and Woodley didn't really have to do anything that he doesn't do usually. So, um, uh, so I think obviously the the odds were stacked against uh, Maya anyway, and. Uh, So I was listening to Joe Rogan, or I'm not sure which podcast I was listening to and uh, they were discussing that Maya actually didn't get to come to the US and drill his uh, wrestling and drill his wrestling takedowns. So maybe that is the reason why, that's also one of the reasons why he had a hard time taking down uh, uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, Obviously Woodley has amazing takedown defense but... uh, he, I think he stuffed 21, I think there were a total of 21 or 20, 24 uh, takedowns, uh, takedown attempts and Woodley stuffed each and every one of them. Uh, the fight on its own was not bad. It it wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as everybody said it was. Uh, maybe in the crowd it sucked because you can't hear the commentary, you can't uh, hear the... Uh, you know the input from joe rogan and the uh, crews and anik so maybe that's why but the fight was actually not as bad as everybody said it was it, it's a championship fight these are two world-class guys what the fuck do you expect having said that i thought woodley had a chance to finish i think it was in the second round and maybe uh one other round i think woodley had a chance to finish but he is uh, terrified I think he he was terrified of the takedown that's surprising Um, in cricket uh, we've seen this it's called uh, negative a negative it's called playing negative so that basically means that you don't address a, a certain a certain aspect of the game or kind of you maybe do something that uh, that goes against the spirit of the game to kind of shut down your opponent and I think that's what Woodley did he just didn't want to deal with the takedowns and uh, or he didn't want to deal with the threat of a takedown so he wasn't engaging so the The charge against Woodley, I would say, is that he just wasn't engaging at all. Maya was, Woodley wasn't willing to engage. Woodley just wanted to throw him off, land a punch, uh, land a strike and just reset. That's all he kept doing. So that works well if you're a guy like uh, Carlos Condit. So in the larger narrative, that works really well because the charge against Carlos Condit is that uh, uh, the one tick against Carlos Condit would be his fight with Nick Diaz which I actually loved so the Nick Diaz fight uh, he was very technical he he kept landing those kicks and resetting he kept landing those kicks and resetting um but having ha- having said that he kept he has a history of fights where he has been insanely active I- even in this fight he was active he just wasn't engaging in uh, nick d as his game so what works against woodley is the is is just the larger narrative of his career that he's been in boring fights he he didn't uh, he didn't pull the trigger against rory uh, rory mcdonald that was a fuck fuck all fight uh, he didn't pull the trigger against Wonder uh, Wonderboy in the second fight um, I mean yeah so what 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 can you say this is your third fight that's that's been that the crowd thinks is boring as shit you're going to get the you're going to get the hit and it's kind of not surprising that he caught it but I thought that the fight was it was a possible fight it was a very it was a serviceable fight so Woodley uh, kept right uh, landing his right hand because uh, kept landing the right because I think of the eye poke he just kept landing it. That was one of the strikes that he just kept landing. Um, maybe he could have fired off from that cylinder you know but uh, he didn't take the chance um, he, uh, he maintained a great distance from uh, Maya. Um, like I said he was actually terrified to go near Maya for the fear of being tied up so so yeah, I mean overall this was uh, this was an elite level striking contest uh, staring contest that's what I thought it was um, it was it was possible whatever little action was there was uh, you know you could just watch it um, but it was a pretty negative game from uh, Maya's Sorry, from Woodley's end, uh, kind of counterintuitive. Um, kind of think about it. Uh, Frankie Edgar would not do that, you know. Frankie Edgar is a point fighter as well, but Frankie Edgar would not do that. Frankie Edgar frequently goes to decisions, and nobody hates him for it. So that's something that maybe Woodley needs to look into. Uh, the next, even uh, even GSP is a decision fighter. I would say. But GSP doesn't really get the hit. He gets some hit, but not as much as Woodley is getting. So, I mean, that's something maybe Woodley needs to address. Um, that's not going to win him any fans. Yeah, will he keep uh, winning fights? Obviously. But he's not going to get any fans. Um, who do you give him next? Uh, I'm not really sure. Um... GSP would actually have been good, but GSP is going to fight Bisping. And I don't want to see um, Robbie Lawler against Woodley so soon. I think give him another fight with uh, Cowboy. So Thompson, uh, Wonderboy just lost to him. Maya just lost to him. Uh, Jorge Masvidal just lost carlos condit is out i i guess you have to give him lawler i just don't want to see it again but i guess that's what you have to give him so i don't have anybody i i didn't uh, make a betting pick in this because uh, the fight was difficult to call actually sorry i i actually did put a bet on maya let me see so I put one unit on Maya as the underdog um, for uh, odds. The odds I got were uh, were two point six five. So I I believe it. This will be minus two point six five, and one unit on Damien Maya, which I lost. So on to the main event, Jones and Cormier. I, what can you say about this fight? I mean, this fight was pretty much on from the moment it... from the moment the bell rang. So, going... um, going into the fight now, um, this is the best that I've seen DC look. I mean, DC was on and he looked pretty motivated. I mean, there's always a look in someone's eyes when they're motivated, when they're in the zone, and I think DC was in the zone. I, But, John Jones was is just another level i mean we've seen it um i actually remember his fight with uh, shogun and uh, good lord i mean he devastated shogun and uh, this was after shogun came up from a long in- i think shogun had taken a year off but uh could- he destroyed shogun destroyed him so obviously we know how good he is um, i'm just recalling something but uh, this was next level he was on he was he looked motivated so two things that uh, struck me about john jones in this uh, so jones was jones lands and throws always a second or two before you expect him to so that as a mixed martial arts fan i've i've seen a lot of fights and there's always a rhythm to mixed martial arts, um, to strike, to the striking game. There's there's a rhythm which uh, which all the guys have, and uh, in terms of how they are throwing it, when they are throwing it, um, and it's I would say it's almost maybe ninety percent of the time it's the same. Uh, and i would say john jones actually throws a second or two before you expect him to the timing is what probably really throws his opponents off amongst other things obviously but the timing is something that kind of that i notice he always throws a second or two before you expect him to um and then you throw his kicks into it those uh, those steep kicks i think that's what you call them that he keeps doing um and the variety that hit with, with which he hits you so the elbows the uh, the punches the kicks the different variety of kicks i mean it's like like rogan says it's a high level problem but with john it's it's a high level problem that you don't really have time to solve so it's just like i said the rhythm that is there in all fights is not there so dc with his history of don't know maybe 15 20 22 fights that he's had maybe and all the opponents that fight him are are probably so used to a rhythm that when they go against john jones it's a different rhythm at least that's my opinion and that's why it's the unqualified opinion so he really has a different rhythm and the second thing that i noticed was in the third round i think yeah when the fight ended he lulled Uh, DC into uh, into not in action I would say but he kind of lulled DC into just taking a round off I would say and uh, kind of not I wouldn't say round taking a round off but I think he lulled DC into taking uh, just being at 90% instead of 100% And uh, that's what you see, I think that's what a lot of fighters talk about. Uh, That's what I think Eddie Alvarez spoke about when he spoke about Conor McGregor. So I think that's something he does. So throwing people off their rhythm and uh, just lulling them into kind of some inaction or just kind of directing them the way he wants them to be directed is, is something that he does. And I think that's something he kind of unveiled more clearly in this that maybe he hasn't shown in other fights and or maybe it's just been so long that we saw this version of john jones that we forgot so it was heartbreaking to watch uh, dc man i mean the sport just as a spectator you are so invested into it um i have pretty much watched not a lot not every but a lot of uh ufc since probably like 98 99 so it's uh even as a spectator it's heartbreaking to watch but to see it uh on dc's face in the post fight interview i mean it just lays to bear uh how primal this sport is this sport is um what can you say about dc i mean this is a hall of fame career he's beat everybody at heavyweight i mean i actually saw the fight against uh, josh thompson uh josh barnett way back when i was in university um when i say saw it i mean i saw it on in uh, on the computer not live but uh, that i mean this guy's beat the who's and who at heavy who's who's who of heavyweight uh, beat so out of the four guys in the light heavyweight division, which is him, Jones, Gus, and Johnson, he beat Gus and Johnson, uh, and he beat Johnson twice convincingly. So I don't think he has anything to head his, uh, to hang his head in shame about. Um, is he going to be number two to John Jones? Yes, but. Was he not the rightful champion? Uh, no, he was the rightful champion. Um, John Jones couldn't make it to the ring, to, uh, sorry, to the octagon. Um, he was out, he, he basically could not fight. So there's no question about him being the champion. DC was the rightful champion for one and a half, two years. Uh, he defended that belt for two years. So he won that rightfully won that belt in, and defended that belt. So there's no question about that. If he wants to come back, the the only fight that makes sense, sense for him is Jimmy Manoa. They spoke shit before. But even if he doesn't come back, I mean, that's fine. Uh, it will suck for the light heavyweight division. But I mean, what can you say? Um, he He did take extra damage as well. So he took about three to five strikes more. But that happens in a fight. Uh, i hate to see it but that happens even if he doesn't come back that's just fine i mean the guy gave us great fights and uh, he has a great career in the media so why not and as for jones um so jones was getting tagged quite a bit by dc um even with his reach even with everything jones was getting tagged quite a bit so so all fighters get figured out, right? So even uh Leoro Machida Machira got figured out. Uh eventually even Anderson Anderson Silva got pulled. Um So the the next obvious fight for Jones right now is Gus, right, in the light heavyweight division. That's the only fight left. Uh that fight is unresolved. Um I thought Jones won the I thought uh, excuse me, Gus won the first fight. So and John not taking that fight again. I think that was something that should have happened way earlier. But it's it's better now. I think Gus is better. So what happens when he meets Gus, and what happens when Gus tags him repeatedly, the way uh, um, you know, the way DC tags him, and what happens when he uh, when didn't Gus take Jones down as well, and didn't Gus take DC down as well in his fight? I don't remember the Gus and Jones fight. Uh, that clearly but I think he took Jones down so what happens when 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 Gus shows up I uh, when the Gus that that can take people down and that's on 100 shows up I mean uh, is, is it the right time for is it is the time right for the John Jones puzzle to get solved and is is Gus that guy I think maybe I think even if he doesn't beat Jones I think Gus is. Gus will maybe unpack 70, 75 or maybe 80% of the puzzle and leave it for, for the next, next batch to do it. So, so that's the fight that uh, I want to see. Uh, Gus against Jones is the fight to make. And uh, the Brock Lesnar callout was obviously a mic drop moment. If it happens, great. But from what I understand, Brock is not. That won't happen till two thousand eighteen. So, um, is he is he in the Usara testing pool? I, I don't think they want to give him the four month exemption that they gave him last time. Um, so is he in the Usara testing pool yet? Maybe he needs to be there for I think four to six months. So, in the meantime, I think give Jones cuss and even if he wins or even if he loses, I think the Brock Lesnar fight needs to happen but I think it will happen next year. So it's been pretty long, it's 45 minutes, I actually didn't expect to talk so much, I thought maybe we'll get done in 20-25 minutes. So just leave me some feedback about uh, at the end of the episode. And in my description, I'll put the, put my Twitter handle, leave, leave me some feedback. And let's talk about a few other things. Um, I saw Conor McGregor put out a tweet that he's doing a residency at some club or casino in Las Vegas. I mean, what the fuck, man. Uh, I get it. You're in your prime. You need to make your money, but, and you are making 100, 100, 120, 150, maybe 175 in your fight with uh, floyd but what after that what the fuck do you think khabib is doing right now khabib is not making deals with clubs to show up and dance or to make an appearance nor is fucking tony ferguson khabib is eating tiramisu and wrestling bears that's what the fuck khabib is doing right now and tony ferguson is looking at uh, conspiracy theories 9-11 conspiracy theories and drilling jujitsu with Eddie Bravo that's what the fuck he's doing Conor McGregor I actually have money on Conor McGregor and we'll discuss bets uh, in the next episode but think about this right if Conor McGregor let's let's discuss this in the next episode I think let's let's keep something to talk about then but uh, Khabib is not making nightclub appearances, and nor is Tony Ferguson. So that's that. And I saw some ad for Floyd and Conor. I'm going to watch the fight. I'm pretty heavily not not heavily invested in it, not at all. Um, I have a few units uh, on it, which I'll discuss later. Um, but I saw the Floyd and Conor McGregor ad in the pay per view, and that was pretty stupid. Not engaging. Gold everywhere. I mean, Donald Trump might have just might have just showed up and said it's gonna be huge. So yeah, that was pretty stupid. So I want to talk about some bets that I made uh, for this uh, for this card. So Jones Cormier, I thought it will go over 4.5 rounds. So I bet two units on that, and the odds were plus 1.49. Um, obviously I didn't win that I'm sorry that was actually a minus uh, that was a minus 1.49 so I bet two units that this fight will be over 4.5 rounds and I lost that um, I, I I think I did speak about Justino uh, Justino Christine and Tonya Avengers bet um, yes so these are some of the bets that i saw on uh, that i heard on annick and florian's podcast so i bet 1.5 units on ricardo Lamas to win uh, and the odds were the odds were 1.95 so, I, I believe this will be minus 1.95. So, I won that. Um, the next one was uh, Aljamain Sterling and Henan Barrao. So, I bet one unit on Aljamain Sterling as the underdog. The odds were 2.1 and which I won. And again, the next fight was uh, Brian Ortega and Renato Moisano, Moicano and uh, I bet Ortega to win one unit and the odds were uh, 2.40 so Ortega was the underdog and I won that so these are the ones that I won um, obviously I, I also spoke about the ones I lost um i i bet i think half a unit or one unit on damien maya um as the underdog and i lost that uh, i lost uh, jimmy Manoa 1.5 unit and uh, mm, yeah these are the main bets so the next episode i think we'll we'll talk about the other stuff happening around so gsp michael bisping is announced uh McGreg- other conor mcgregor and uh um, floyd mayweather stuff and let's let's get to get into a few more things and uh, so my twitter handle is at McStunnin. so m-c-s-t-u-n-n-i-n and i'll put the links down see you guys later and if there's anything you want to hear about any questions uh, anything any feedback more than welcome to send me a message thanks a lot guys see you next time